Hello and welcome to this episode of P-Podcast. I'm Catherine. I'm Jo. And this week we are looking at what to do if I feel playground pressure. A very good one. But just before we get on to that pressure, first week back, how's it been for your family? Great. I have the house to myself. Isn't that really <laughs> selfish? For the first time in goodness knows how long, husband's had to go into work, three girls at school. They found it really, really, really exciting. Night before they went back, all of them, interestingly, found it quite hard to sleep. Mm. And they had quite a restless night's sleep. But on Monday evening, I will tell you now, Catherine, the house was in bed by half past nine. And they were asleep. They were, as you said, yep, they were. Yep exhausted but they love it they love being back at school I know that's great um so so nice seeing their friends and has the testing all gone well testing's been great uh really 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 slick this is the lateral flow testing in school which I was helping out uh, with really in quick and slick and the girl the girls that, that the boys were there they were nervous to start off with when they hadn't first gone in and seen what it was looking like, but second time was easier, third time even easier, which means that the children can take home their own home test kits yeah. and do it in the uh, privacy of their own their own space. Yeah. So that was great. So yes, thank you for asking. Really good. That's good great. Week. And they're all good settling week. in. But um, what about that other thing? You know, have, have you felt it yet? The uh, pressure, uh, um, you know, the playground pressure at the gate. No, because I don't drop my children <laughs> off or pick them up. But boy, do I know that it's going to start rearing its ugly head for many. You can, yeah. you can, I can hear and feel it now. Did little Johnny finish reading the Biff and Chip <laughs> book list? Catherine and I were laughing about that when we were preparing for this. Um, yeah. have, have they done their tennis lessons I'm on Zoom? Are they doing their this? Are they doing their that? Have they had their piano lessons? Oh, I can feel it building. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in normal times, it's bad enough, but people are going to be feeling so nervous and worried about coming back after a year of just total disruption that somebody holding forth about what their child has achieved is really sort of sticking the knife in. And I'm pretty sure that the... It, it's not only it's not only going to be the extracurricular things that the children have been managing or not managing to do during this period, but also the academic side of things will start to creep and and start piling on. Is your kid doing Kumon Mass? Did they do this? Did they do that? It's all going to be there. So we want to talk about what can you do if you want to if you're beginning to feel that pressure and how to avoid it. So yeah. fontable knowledge, <laughs> what do you do? You're feeling what the pressure. Ah. Okay, I'm going to use one of my favourite quotes, which is from uh, a Steiner, um, Rudolf Steiner. And it's quite a well-known one, but I think it's so apt. Childhood is not a race. Uh, your child is different to the child next to you. It's probably all your children in your family are different. They're all on different... Pay, you know, they, they work at different paces. They're on different trajectories. Let your child find their own route through. That doesn't mean you don't provide opportunities. Of course not. But just because Gavin down the road, I wonder why I chose that name, Gavin down the road. <laughs> I wonder why as well. <laughs> just because he's doing something and he's off doing tennis, followed by football, followed by 
whatever doesn't mean your son has to your son might prefer (laughs) your son might prefer to sit in the corner and read and maybe have a music lesson that is fine give them opportunities but don't panic um so if you have you know have you witnessed this at the school gate i don't mean right at the moment i have uh when my middle daughter was a lot younger and I kind of felt a seeping for, I know that in London, there is so much pressure for your child to do so much after school. Are they doing three activities after school or are they doing four? Are they busy all of Saturday and how much time do you allow them to have off on Sunday? For even like seven, eight, six-year-olds, it's kind of like so much for these tiny, tiny creatures. It's in my opinion, important to allow them to get bored. It's important for them to feel boredom. And I remember when we used to work together in a boarding school and their weekends, we would organize their weekend time. It was something that we were both very, very, very keen to allow children to have their own downtime, to fill it themselves. I think we can, we can as parents sometimes try to overfill that time. Yeah. So uh, yes, I have. And one of the, the great things about moving out to the country, which is what we have done, is that the has your child studied Kumon maths or are they doing or have you signed them up for Kumon English that was just too much for me at the, at the gates because my kid was okay they were yeah. doing fine and I didn't want the extra pressure that I was feeling to be then imparted onto to my own children so yes, yes I have felt it and I, I think it's important to say when well I'm, I'm not saying don't have after school activities categorically not saying that it's brilliant that children have an opportunity to have music lessons or sport or um whatever it is they like dance art yes whatever they like absolutely brilliant but if after school they're being picked up and they're going from one to the other to the other perhaps even grabbing something to eat in the back of the car then home bath bed night after night after night you have to stop and think you know is this good for them is it healthy who are you doing it for is this for you so you feel better or is this something that they actively want you know you have to ask that question and the actively wants an interesting one as well about the child I think you've got to be really aware of your child's behavior and Mm -hmm. If there is a change in their behavior so that the behavior becomes increasingly more challenging, just take a little look and see that you're either giving them enough opportunities to be busy, but also are you giving them enough opportunities to be bored? Um, Because I do think that the behavior is a great indicator and a great great, great way of testing where they are. Um, I mean, you've said it already, and I think it's worth repeating, being bored is okay. I mean, not all day, every day, but actually that's how they learn to entertain themselves. That's how they learn to go and pick up a book or draw or do something, um, you know, other than video games or watching television, but yeah. just let them have that time. It's so, so important. So what would you do if you're at the gate dropping off your child and the parent starts talking or there's a group of parents that start talking about their child doing this and doing that and you're feeling the pressure what practical advice can we give to parents what do they do first of all stay strong your child and your child's happiness 
has to come first. That is important. If they want to do that for their child, that is fine. But you are putting your child first and that matters most. And you, you probably, you know, the way you're going to do that is by listening to your child. You know them. Mm. You know them. Um, if if the, it, it goes on too much and, you know, the, the WhatsApp group, the coffee mornings, and it's all becoming too much, you might need to take a step back for a little while. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, great advice. I top. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've done it. Yeah. I think, I think it can be, it can be overwhelming f- for a parent hearing this all the time and then feeling inadequate that your parenting skills are inadequate and taking the brave step of just distancing yourself for a while from that really helps for you to regain your composure and what is, matters to you and to your child and to your family. So you can then regain your strength yeah. to go back in and to face that. And, again. So I think and find, is. find other like-minded souls. I think, I don't know if you found this, but <laughs> I certainly did. Having three girls, like you, um, lots of activities for number one, lots of sort of helping her. Number two, not so much. Number three, poor love, was just dragged to everything the other one did. And I'm not saying I stopped caring, but in a way, I stopped caring what people thought. She did activities. She did just the ones that she really wanted to do. Um and I, I, I found yeah. exactly the same thing. I did at one point overcompensate for one of my children and made sure that they had loads and loads and loads of things to do. But as they then were able to make choices about what they enjoyed doing and how they wanted to spend their time, we then had to make some tough decisions about pairing things back yeah. so that they could then do what they wanted to do, but ensure that they they achieved where they wanted to. Actually, I've just had a, a thought. Um, I was taking a flight back from Amer- America a, a while ago before lockdown yeah. and I sat next to uh, an Olympic athlete from um no it wasn't it was he was a he was a, a um disabled athlete who had been running the Boston Marathon and he was part of the Olympic committee for the disabled uh, Olympics and yeah, the Paralympics the Paralympics yeah. and I was chatting away to him and I remember very, very vividly him saying to me, what many parents do is they make the mistake of trying to specialize their child in a certain area too soon. As Olympians, we both able-bodied and uh, para-Olympians, we are advising people to keep the breadth there of what they're doing rather than trying to make them the best swimmer in the world or the best yeah cricket player so a little bit of everything every now and again you know so if a child wants to try let's say for example kayaking Mm -hmm. let them try kayaking and then when they get bored that's okay pause your kayaking and then do running with yeah so allow them to to follow their interests is what I'm trying to say yes don't don't you live vicariously through your child to push them in the kayaking route because you're a kayaker Absolutely. Although for the record, I would just say as a kayaker, if they do that, they won't get bored. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So let's okay. talk about all things education and tutoring. Yes. Tutoring. Who needs it? Why do they need it? Yeah. And how often should they have it? So I would say, um, 
why might you use a tutor if you have entrance exams coming up? So if your child is trying for grammar school or a prep school or you know whatever, they they may they may want to have some lessons. But specifically, though, not it's it's more about giving them the techniques to answer certain questions and not trying to push them. Yes. Ahead of where they need to be. Yes. If you, for grammar schools, um, there are very specific tests that they have to do and they need to learn those techniques. If the first time, it's not fair to them, if the first time they see those sort of tests is when they sit down to take an exam, they're going to freak out because it's, they're really unusual. Um, NVR, if they non NVR, all those yes, have specific yeah. techniques. And as we all know, those of us who have been homeschooling this <laughs> year, it's pretty tough doing that. So allowing somebody who does it regularly and it's not your child can be a much more beneficial way of skinning that cat. Yeah. Now, if they want to um, sit tests to go to a prep school, they might want to have some tutoring, but again, I'd be a little bit careful. It depends what sort of tests they give them. Now, if it's just very standard, you know, if they're going in at seven, um, I would really warn against having too much tutoring because if they get tutored within an inch of their lives, you know, for weeks on end, just to get into that school, are they actually going to be able to cope once they're there? Is that the right school for them? Both and again, and yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, and again, just because everybody else at the playground wants to go to that school does not mean it's right for your child. Mm. I was just going to say, actually, we've both been in academic schools where we've seen students who have passed the entrance exams uh, and who found it really hard because mm. they have been tutored within an inch of their lives and they haven't enjoyed their school experience. So I think it's a really valuable. Yeah. Point yes, really, yeah, really absolutely. Valuable. I think for older students, um, you know, GCSEs coming up, A levels, they might want it for confidence. Yeah. Sometimes it's just to see that. Um, one of my daughters kept getting being given very low marks in something, and she was losing her confidence, and it something was a bit off with the the marking that she was getting. So she had a tutor for. I think it was about three weeks. That was all until he went, no, she's she's being marked incorrectly. And yeah, so we didn't need it after that, but it gave her the confidence that she was on the right track. Others may have have gaps in what they've, they've been studying. So they just want somebody to talk them through that. Sometimes a tutor will come at a more challenging topic that they haven't been able to grasp as quickly in a lesson in a completely different way. And then they're both ways of explaining something will marry up mm-hmm. that concept and give the student the confidence yeah. that they actually do understand it and they can take it forward. So I think that's, 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 that's reasonable. How young is too young? Because this is a tricky one, isn't it? I know that there are certain entrance exams in in London for preschool kids where they're asked to draw a picture of a human being. And depending on the level of detail of the picture of the human being that the kid draws will depend on whether or not they get in. And I know that there are 
children that have been tutored to draw this to the point where they've even got hairs on the person's leg that they've drawn so they've got enough detail in there to get into that particularly high um achieving prep school now if that's what you want for your child yeah that's fine but my advice Catherine yeah be the same as yours what is it do you reckon we can say <laughs> no 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 <laughs> There is no need for little ones to be tutored. Let them go. Is that really the right school? If if you have to tutor to get them in, is that the right school? You know, I, I would say three, four-year-olds. No, I, I don't mind people sitting down with them just to assess where they are, but it should be a, a legitimate assessment of where they are, not where they have been tutored to become. Three or four, that's ludicrous to have oh they are let them play let them draw let them enjoy themselves I mean I think I remember we would do entrance um interviews I love doing the interviews but it was very funny with these they were what 10 years old and you could tell the ones that came in with the perfectly prepared answer Mm-hmm. Which book have you read? Well, I have just finished reading da 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 da, da. Um, And you'd ask a couple of questions and they obviously hadn't. But actually, that's not what I wanted to know. I wanted to know how they thought, what they did about things, things that you can't coach them for. And, you know, that was where you really saw some children absolutely come alive. You can't tutor that. And actually, schools want an authentic... Um, response from the child they also want to see potential yeah and and that's tricky to to see if you've got an overtutored child one of the things i do think that we need to mention though is if a child has a specific learning difficulty yeah yeah that can be really helpful at even a very young age to if if it's been recommended it can be really helpful to give that child tutoring to overcome specific areas or to work with them alongside the school SEN department. Absolutely and that's really important but again part of that is about building their confidence yes as well as their techniques and being able to do you know whatever it is Um, but you can't underestimate the importance of a confident child but you don't, you know, a five-year-old having lots of tutoring for for no particular reason. No, why? Why would you do that? Why do you? Is it because you think she's behind? Why do you think she's behind? And actually, again, it's not a race. Childhood is not a race. So let them develop. Let them find their own pace. It doesn't mean you don't have high expectations. It doesn't mean you don't put lots of opportunities for them. But there's no need to push them so hard that they're breaking. Yeah, and I think there's no need for you to feel the pressure of that in the yeah. playground is what we're trying to say as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just because it's right for somebody else's child, do not feel that your child has to have that too if it's not required. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... And, and it, it is quite hard to... Um, withstand that you know I know somebody who chose a school uh turned down scholarships elsewhere chose a school uh that wasn't the most academic it excellent results but it was far more pastoral in approach and that parent was given such a hard time by her so-called friends like why would you do that that child thrived Mm. she got amazing results right through the school 
she didn't have to have tutoring whereas all her friends who were at other day schools they all they had so much tutoring every week and she would just sort of like thank goodness I'm not like that I don't need that and she just she had a wonderful time and a much happier time at school than she would have done so, I think you know, I, you know I, I think that's a really really important point to pick up on actually the time outside of school with the tutoring if it's not if it's not really needed you, you're giving different messages to your child and in this era of mental health and awareness mm-hmm. of mental health you could potentially be adding more pressure onto that child because alongside the tutoring they will have homework to do and they will have assignments to to complete so when does that child have the headspace yeah to reflect and and to process yes that's terribly important so yeah I think what we're saying is, correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) what we're saying is don't feel the pressure in the playground. There are ways that you can step back for a while until you regroup and you're absolutely convinced that what you're doing is right for your child. Yeah, don't give into it. Don't give into it. You know, and again, if you want to talk with through with us, info at ppodcast.co.uk. We're, we're happy to talk things through. But the person that really knows the best for your child is you, their parent or their guardian. Yeah. Nobody else can tell you any different. The school could say they're struggling with this, they're struggling with that. That's perfect. Pick up on that. But then talk, if it's age appropriately, to your child about where they're struggling and whether or not they do need any extra help. And then, again, give us a give us a give us a text, give us uh, an email, and, and we can talk you through our experiences and, and maybe give you some guidance. Absolutely. Yeah. In so. Time. Yep. Let's hope next week uh, goes well as um, continues to go well. I think it will. I think I think the children. Here's the funniest thing: that when I was doing this lateral flow testing, I asked every single student that came to ask me, "Are you pleased to be back at school?" Not one of them said that they weren't. And boy, in all my years of education, <laughs> I never have heard that in my life. Yeah, it's great. No, it's it's wonderful to see so many back and happy exhausted but happy relieved parents <laughs> you're so right you're so right have a yep. brilliant week this week Catherine thank you you too See bye you. bye bye